player. And welcome to Versus Player, the podcast about games, life, and everything in between. I'm Jono. I'm Joe. I'm Jace. We're recording remotely as we have been the last, what, three episodes? Uh, yeah, so. the third, yeah. It's funny, for being at home as much as we have been during the pandemic um, and the ability to probably record more, we've recorded less. So on this episode, we are going to be talking about some fun stuff. Um, just the other day, for those of you, what month is it? Because yeah, all the months are in May. I couldn't even <laughs> so, say what day it is. So. Yeah, no, I, I, I only know that because it was the May the 4th the other day and that was a nice day on the internet for all the Star Wars jokes and memes and you know comments and things. Yeah, it was. That's true. Well, there we go. We're in May and we've just had the Xbox <laughs> um, Series X third-party trailer preview, review, whatever, um, just <laughs> drop on the internet. So we're going to have a quick chat about that. We'll talk about Game Pass as we always do because clearly while we're not trying to be, this has become sort of an Xbox podcast. And we're also going to talk about um, something that I had a bit of fun with in terms of retro gaming that I asked the boys to think about. And uh, we'll get back to that a little later in the episode. But let's um, let's kick it off with the, the news of the hour, which is that Xbox Series X video third-party review thingy. I watched bits <laughs> of it last night. I fast-forwarded through big chunks. Yeah, um, yeah, I was the same. Like it, I was horror themed for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, there's a lot of sci-fi horror, which you know, I'm going, oh, sci-fi, and then it's like, oh, horror. Um, did 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 you guys think that there was about to be an announcement of an Aliens game, and then when it turned into what was it, Scorn? I think Scorn. it was. Oh, yeah, but it went from like what looked like Prometheus to like yes, lots of gore, and it's like, yeah, why is that weird alien thing pregnant? And what's that weird thing that's sticking out of the wall that looks very phallic? That was, uh, um, I was uh, Geiger, isn't it? Is, is that his name? Geiger, the guy that does all the... It was the, very the Geiger-esque. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I, could have sworn it was, I could have sworn it was going to be aliens, though. Like, I would have put money on it from that just yeah. first shot, particularly those big heads that were in the background with all the kind of red things coming out of them. I thought that was straight out of Prometheus. Yeah, um, so but yeah, obviously very inspired. Um, but the one that, the, like you said, it was very much a horror theme, but the one that stood out to me was Vampire the Masquerade, Bloodlines. That was, that was too much. But yeah, two. Thank you, Jace. Two. Bloodlines, two, that yeah. was That was, I, they were going, obviously at first, I, I, again, I could have thought, been mistaken for, is this like a Joker origin story? Are we finally getting Rockstar's yeah. next game? the way he was dancing around. But then with the way that the, they showed the faces of those people hung up on the wall, that was, that was gross. It was way over the top, out of context of the game. Like, obviously, this character's got, you know, whatever's going on in their minds. And in, in terms of the lore of the game, that might make sense as why that character does that. But just out of context, like having that in a trailer, I thought it was... I, I, I didn't like it. I, it really made me feel icky. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, I, you know, I, I can see that. Well, that's the, the horror theme all the way across it was um, was leaving me a bit confused. Um, what about you, Jace? Uh, I mean, it looks like they're spreading this out over a couple of months, right? Um, yeah. And so yeah. I know a lot of people online didn't think that the showing of games was um, particularly impressive. Uh, at least in comparison. But, I mean, it's kind of hard. You're coming off the back of that whole sort of cyberpunk reveal that we did, what was it, last year? 
Um, yep. Was it last year? Yep. E3. E3, yeah. That oh, was, Keanu, okay. Yeah. With Keanu and everything. Keanu, um, that's right, was. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe they decided to sort of stick within that kind of genre. I mean, obviously, they chucked, chucked Yakuza in at the end there, which we'll talk about in a minute. But, um, yeah, I mean, I've played a lot of um, Vampire the Masquerade um, and when it was on PC many, many years ago. Um, and it kind of thematically, it kind of fits in place. Like you make your own character and stuff like that. I don't know whether or not the characters yeah. that showed in that in that trailer are like story characters or if it's implying that you could be that person. Um, but yeah, it, I mean, it's it's very much you know vampires rule the night. Um, they're business people. They're moguls. They're not hiding in the shadows. I mean, they are obviously hiding in the shadows. Otherwise, they'd probably die. But like, they're you know, what I mean? <laughs> like they're they're um they're, they're they're very much in charge. And there's like there's a certain sort of romanticism. It's more like Interview with a Vampire than I don't know Twilight. Um, that's a poor example. Thank but, God for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah. Um, I don't know. It was it was pretty creepy. It was pretty gro- gross. It's an odd angle, I think, to go with, but. There was also a lot of other sort of horror-esque games. Um, I thought Scorn, as an example, it just felt like it was a backing from like, you know, you've got Doom, you've got, uh, what's that other one? Rage. Like, it feels like it's like part of some sort of weird detached trilogy. Um, I I don't don't know. I was intrigued by um, Corvus, which, again, had like a a horror-esque element that seemed to be hiding underneath the back of it. But that lady that was rescuing... God knows who, or the salvation for some planet, but she was seemed to be bonded with a spaceship and had the, you know, what looked like matrix text in mascara written down her face. And, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know, both intrigued and, and like, oh, I don't know if it's really my sort of game, but yeah. Yeah, I guess it's kind of part of the um, reveal, console reveal. They've got to have like your first person shooter, which is what they started with, without any HUD, without any kind of, you know, thing yeah. that you're actually going to play with. So, it's funny, I, when I got my new computer, it was one of the first things I did when I pl- started playing some games that I had before. I turned off the HUDs just because I've always seen it in trailers and it looks so, the games look so much better, but you don't play like that. So I'm curious to see what that is. But you, you have the first-person shooter, you've got your car racing game, which I'm surprised. I know it was not a first-party conference, but they showed Dirt 5 instead of the next Forza, but that looked you know, as impressive as you And where was the horror? Why wasn't there a zombie driving a car? (laughs) Yeah, no zombies, (laughs) but lots of vampires and scary things. But then a space game to kind of show it off as well. I I think Dirt is like keeping Codemasters afloat. Like Codemasters have been around uh, early 90s was I was playing playing Codemasters games Um, and they they weren't just sticking with the racing genre, but it seems like, I mean, I guess Dirt is enough to keep them going. Um, I I don't know what else they have like what else they're associated with game wise or if they're publishing actually, stuff. Actually, side, I'll but... come back to, I'll come back to code masters when we talk about game pass. Okay. Um, yeah. But did anything jump out to you guys? Like I know Jace, you have been keen on since Creed up and down in the past. what do you think of the, what they said was going to be a gameplay trailer, but it was kind of intermixed with um, a lot of more cutscenes and things. what do you think of that? Um, I mean, you know, way back when, Jono and I were working together, Assassin's Creed. The first one was like, I was the most excited about that. You know, I pre-ordered it from overseas because yeah. that was the only way to get a collector's edition and I was really excited and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed one, I enjoyed two. Um, I kind of dropped off um, after Black Flag 
Black Flag sort of set the bar for me. It was a very different Assassin's Creed game and, and the naval elements were really, really cool. Um, I tried Origins twice, as in I bought it twice um, and I just yes. couldn't, I couldn't get into it and I don't know what happened. <laughs> the bandits. It, yeah, the, it was the bandits, but it, it became a little <laughs> bit too RPG for my liking. I love RPGs. I just didn't want it in this. Um, I mean, Jono would have a better a better feel for Assassin's Creed and the state of Assassin's Creed at the moment than, than I would. Um, but I, as, as for Valhalla, just very quickly, um, I am excited for it. I don't know why though. Um, I don't care really about Vikings or, or that, that area. I'm just, all I know is that like when sales start dropping for Assassin's Creed <laughs> games, if that ever happens, they go into Japan. As soon as they go to Japan, that's their like, they're like, Oh no, we've almost, you know, we've almost lost our franchise here. We've got to, we've got to reclaim it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's the, um, it's the same lead who did Black Flag um, and he's praised oh, cool. on the internet just as Jade Raymond was once praised. Um, this, this particular person huh. is, I wish I knew his name. Um, and uh, yeah. Uh, so Patrice Naval, is it? No, I don't think so. Um, he's gone, he? He might be, yeah. 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 Um, but while the naval elements in this part won't be as strong, I've heard, um, they, it sounds like they're going to be doing a little bit of a mix between Black Flag and Odyssey. Cool. And it's not as bloated yeah. as um, the last Assassin's Creed game that they said, which is a, a, another thing that makes me think, oh, maybe I will pick up this one again. Because I, I didn't play, I, I, last one I played was Origins as well. Mm -hmm. um, but I played it for, I don't know, like 15, 20 hours and I felt like it was never going to end. So I stopped playing it and just did the discovery mode, which is really cool. I've played like three hours, three hours of Odyssey, maybe, maybe nine. I don't know, somewhere between those two numbers, and yeah, it just feels like too much. Like I haven't, yeah. I haven't even left the island you start on, and it already feels like that I'm doing a lot of weird side missions that have nothing to do with the main part of the game, and they keep dropping in a little bit, and it's like really, and I want to love it. I hell, I bought the DLC because I want to play the um, the Atlantis part. that's meant to be amazing but I haven't even left the island that I started the game on. So <laughs> I think we've got problems. Um, yeah. When does scope become too large? Yeah, that's right. That's a, that's a whole podcast in itself. So, um, okay. Yeah. Well, well, let's reconvene on this topic when, what is it? It's uh, end of June or start of July that they they do the video tease for all the first party titles. So um, in which case, Guess what we might be seeing, boys? Yes, some Halo Infinite, baby. Yeah. yeah. Which, which may be amazing or may finally put the nail in the coffin that is Halo. We'll wait and see. Um, I, I don't think that they... like. I didn't realise they were going to spread this out over a number of months. It makes a lot of sense considering what's going on in the world. But just also, it sounds like E3 is done. I mean, Tokyo Game Show apparently isn't running either. Um, which, no. I, I don't know if that's just this year or if it's we're done. Um you know, Nintendo and all that have sort of bailed out from doing um, E3 appearances. I mean, they still have a booth kind of, but it's not, it's not quite yeah. the same. They do a lot of stuff online. Um, but yeah, I think Halo will be the, like the last thing they show. That'll be their, their cyberpunk for, yeah. for the year. Because it's meant to come out this year, oh. right? There's got to be something that's, yep. that's ready to do go. This year. Actually, that reminds me, before we do leave this topic, and I'll come back to you, Joe, because I heard you wanted to say yeah. something. Um, something interesting that I'd heard bits of before, but came up quite a lot in this, um, this video series that I'm really looking forward to is smart delivery. Hmm. Yeah. I, I knew I'd get nods. I'd expected more enthusiasm. How good is it? It doesn't matter how you buy the game. You have it for every Xbox you own. 
well, it, you know, they're not going to port Halo Infinite back to my 360 original Xbox, but you get the mean. I mean, what what this signals for me, if smart delivery becomes a, a big thing for, for all titles, is that everyone will buy digital. So that $20, $30 potential saving that you make from buying from retailers, um, people will pay that 30 bucks to have essentially a warranty, I guess, um, for the game to, to say that it's going to be upgraded to the new platform. Hmm. Yeah, no, I think it has the potential to be very clever, especially considering how much backwards compatibility is going to work on the Series X, if that's what we're calling it, whatever we're calling it, um, through to the back to the Xbox One and even all the, the backwards compatibility they've already done for the 360 and for the original Xbox. So, yeah, I'm excited and about the fact that. that. But the fact that they're going hard with PC at the moment is kind of telling that, you know, they, they, they like that sort of model of, it, it's not going to be the same for everybody. So eventually when the next, when the series X comes out and then the series, whatever FX, whatever the next one's going to be called comes out afterwards, it's going to look better, but you're still going to have the same games like you do on your PC. So um, yes, yeah. it's a good kind of future proofing of the console. Um, and I agree with you, John. I think it's something that when, when word gets out and people are really kind of seeing that, Oh, actually, it's not just I'm playing my 360 games on my current Xbox. I'm playing the latest games and I can keep my Xbox One and have my Series X in different rooms and play the same games at high quality. And like I do that with my kids here. I got on my computer, on my um, Xbox One, and we can you know play the same games that I've just bought once at the same time with each other. It's really cool. Yeah. Well, they really Very pointed smart. out in Yakuza with the one that mentioned um, Windows 10. That was one of the few games that said... Hey, we'll be launching it on everything. So, yeah. Sega, Sega have had a lot of success lately porting stuff over to PC. And it's not just about the fact that it's on PC. It's a really good port as well. Um, like smaller games, even like Valkyria Chronicles and stuff like that, had a lot of success um, on, on Steam. And I guess they weren't thinking, they said, look, if Yakuza Zero does well, then we'll, we'll bring everything across. Um, I don't yeah. know if anybody was expecting a new Yakuza game so soon after um, Judgment came out. Um, Judgment is a is another game made by the same the same team. Um, yep, it's very much it's it's basically Yakuza, but they don't they don't say it. It's even in the same the same location. Um, <laughs> but yes, yeah, Seagram had a lot of success from that, and just like last generation, or I guess the generation we're still in at the moment. But PS4 or Sony in general had a lot of dominance to do with exclusives. It was all about exclusive games, um, and yeah. it sounds like Microsoft are moving more towards the you've actually, you're actually now buying a PC effectively um, while the parts aren't tradable at the moment, except for the, um, the, the M2 drive or whatever it is that's in the, in the current, the current series X that's coming out. Um, we will eventually move to this, this weird hybrid PC console type thing. I mean, they're already kind of making windows 10 a little bit more console in certain areas, just with like the way that you load their, their individual apps on the windows store. Absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I think this is going to be the big thing. It's not going to be so much about exclusives anymore. It's going to be Microsoft coming out to going, we welcome everything. We welcome, you know, we want to put Game Pass on Nintendo. We want to have a good relationship with Nintendo. Um, and, you know, and they, they obviously want to have the same relationship with Sony. I think, I think Sony, if anything, a little bit wary of what's going on at the moment. You know, they won't even, they won't even allow their, their logo to appear in, uh, in, in Call of Duty when you're playing against other players yeah. <laughs> with, with Xbox. Yeah, I like so, when you pointed that out. You can't see that branding on, 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 on Xbox. I don't know whose decision it was. I'll just blame Sony. Cause, but um, 
yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird. They need they need to they need to change up their game. It's not it can't just be about oh look we we've, we've we've dropped a new console this year. This is Sony. We've dropped a new console this year and it has you know more teraflops or whatever it is than the than the last. Um, but yeah, um, uh, I don't know. It'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens. Smart delivery is a good a good way forward. Hopefully, um, Sony do it as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, on this point, maybe we move to the next point of our podcast and start talking a little bit about Game Pass. All right. So let's, um, let's talk Game Pass because, cool. you know, we love Game Pass. We had a competition for a while there and, you know, the points meant nothing excepting that I was winning. And um, we, might, <laughs> we might just dispense with that for the time being unless I feel the need to bring the points back. But what I want to talk about is what we're playing on Game Pass at the moment. I've got a lot I want to talk about, but I might let you guys start. What are you guys playing Game Pass-wise that you wouldn't have played otherwise? Should we annoy Jono and say the one that he wants to say straight away? No, no, no. <laughs> it's not the only one, but... I'll keep it nice and simple for you. I'm playing nothing on Game Pass. Um, oh, really? Oh, oh. Actually, no, that's, not, that's not, probably not true. I am playing State of Decay again. Dun, dun, dun. Um, I'm playing State yes. of Decay. The Juggernaut Edition came out. Um, I played a lot of State of Decay, Decay previously um, with, with a couple of my friends, including, including my wife. Um, and like it was a clunky game. You just had to accept it for what it was, but you loved it anyway. Um, it's a, it reminded me, not, not so much the gameplay, but it reminded me a little bit of Alpha Protocol. It was like the buggiest game ever played, but I just loved it so much. <laughs> and there's, there's, no, there's no game out there, especially in that sort of zombie genre that captures the feeling of survival quite like State of Decay especially with the new difficulty mode. So the Juggernaut Edition came out. It's a labor of love. I can see it. The graphics are fantastic in comparison to what it was before. Still a little bit clunky, but works a lot better than, than, it, than it used to. Um, and I've, I've been playing it with, with a couple of people at the moment. We're dropping in and out of each other's games. I've actually finished it for the first time, as has, as has wow. Jen, Jen finished it as well. But it's the sort of game where once you finish it, you start again, move somewhere else. There's a lot of replayability and a lot of just a lot of just really exciting moments where you think you're going to get taken out by these hordes of zombies and, and you come back. So that, that's what I've been playing off Game Pass. Can, can really I ask, cool. Jace, what, what does finishing State of Decay look like? I'm, I'm assuming um, it's not a massive spoiler for anybody who plays not, it. It's not, not about the end game, really, is it? Not at all. Like, so sorry, it's not about the story. Uh, well, it kind of is. Like, I mean, there's two, there's two okay. different modes now. There's one that takes you back to the original town in State of Decay, and it is very much story-driven. Um, yep. but for, for the one that, that I've been playing with my friends, uh, to keep it really simple, uh, you go into a map, there's four different maps, um, on those maps are these things called plague hearts. There's 12 of them. You destroy 12 plague hearts and then you have an opportunity to, um, for one of your characters to complete their legacy. So every character that exists has a legacy. Um, but there's only four different types of legacies that exist. So a legacy would be you're a sheriff, you're a builder, you're a warlord, and something to do with medicine, I think. I can't quite remember. So you get, you get these characters, you level them up to a certain point, and then they have an opportunity to become this specialised class. So then you nominate them to be the leader of your group. In this case, mine was a sheriff. Um, I destroy the 12 plague hearts. I do the sheriff mission. And then the game says, it's going to, you, you finished it now, well done. And then you get to keep that legacy. So you get, you get like perks for a sheriff. You'll get extra equipment and stuff like that. So every game you go into moving forward, um, you will have like this boom that, um, that benefits you. And you can also bring three of your survivors over to your next game as well. Um, wow. Oh, wow. So it's just, it's like, yeah, like even just as you're wrapping up the game, it tells you, you know, this is going to wrap up. It gives you that warning message. 
uh, and then you have an opportunity to load up your three favorite characters with as much stuff from your game as possible because it will they'll bring it in their backpacks over to the next game. You don't bring everything. You only bring okay. what's on those those characters. Um, and then, yeah, and so when you're jumping in and out of other people's games, um, you like you're helping them progress in their story, but you also get to take stuff back to your own game. Uh, and, and it's 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 pretty cool the way that they handle that. You you feel you feel like you want to help your other friends, but you also get a benefit out of it as well. Um, That's so yeah. important, I think. That's cool. That's yeah. awesome. Joe, cool, cool. Yeah, I've um, I, I, it's it. funny. Hey, with the, no, I'm not going to ruin it. I'll leave it for you, Johnny, because you're the you're the master of that game. Um, no, I, I've just been dabbling in lots of different things lately. Hey, I, I'm finding just with everything going on and you know, the ups and downs of work and um, kids at home and all that. Some, some days I'm in a mood for a certain game and others I am not. So um, the one that I've been playing most on Game Pass, though, has been Gears Tactics. So this is, again, another game that's kind of the benefit of Game Pass. I would have bought this. I would have bought this, you know, for yeah. full price. Um, again, it's a PC at the moment, not on Xbox, but it is going to come to Xbox. I wouldn't be surprised to see this as kind of like part of the launch lineup for the Series X. Um, I think it'll... Uh, there's no reason why you can't play this game on a with a controller. I'm, I'm using keyboard and mouse, but there's not a lot to it. It's so it's basically well, it is a marriage between XCOM and Gears. So it's funny you guys are big XCOM fans. I'm not so much, but I'm a big Gears fan. So I've played every one, finished them all, um, and it's interesting. Like I said, not being a huge XCOM fan, I don't feel like I'm necessarily playing just an XCOM game. I'm playing a Gears game. So like the way that it plays you know the the cover particularly like you know when you play a gears game and you press that x button i think it is and you slide and hit a wall you know that kind of gears feeling that you get when you get into cover it's right there in this game and the brutality the the executions are there the chainsaw kills are there the weapons feel like gears so when you're shooting your lancer or whatever you know your kind of machine gun in the game it's not super accurate unless you're really close. So if you want to be accurate, you change your weapon. And they all feel very much like Gears. And the elements of, you know, the world, like that being, you know, coming into it, understanding Gears, like, so when an emergence hole came the first time, I knew straight away, well, there's going to be locusts coming out of this until I throw a grenade in it. So I think it's three rounds that if you don't get a grenade in there, this is going to be like a couple coming out each time. So the very first time it appeared, it does give you like little tips and things. But if you've played the Gears games before, I think this is, and you've never played XCOM, like this is a game for Gears fans. But for you guys, XCOM fans, I think you guys would absolutely love this game. The story is incredible. Like the cutscenes just look like a Gears of War game. Um, it yeah. looks beautiful, like all the Gears games do, like in that kind of, you know, beautifully kind of rundown Romanesque um, world. Um, and yeah, and then if you, if you're a fan of, of the brutality of gears, like, yeah, you kind of, you execute a character and then you, each person gets a, um, an, another turn for that round. And, you know, as I'm going on, I'm getting kind of chaining up things between my characters. I've just got a sniper character a couple of um, stages ago, and I can set something up where if they kill someone, they reload and then get an extra turn and all this. So, um, it's a, it's brilliant. Like it's it's my my favorite of that sort of XCOM genre game. But um, like I said, as a Gears fan, I, I love it, regardless of ever having played any of the other types of XComs. 
So I think, yeah, like I said, when it comes out on um, PC, on, on Xbox, you guys got to give this game a go. Yeah, definitely. I actually am yeah. amazed you haven't downloaded on your PC, Jace. Uh, yeah, no, I just, <laughs> to be honest with you, like in terms of games, it's just been Call of Duty. It's not, it's not anything else. So, um, so yeah, I'll, I'll get around to it at some point, but I think you can appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, totally. Totally. Um, well, that's the funny thing. Cause I, I did not expect to get sucked into Call of Duty and I've played a lot of that, but, um, that being said and done, there's been times where I've wanted different games and Game Pass has really helped. So here's a list of games that I've played recently just on Game Pass. Uh, Gatto Roboto, which is very Metroid, but with a cat. It's fantastic because <laughs> it's a normal cat. It's not a like anime cat. It's hilarious. Um, Deliverous the Moon, which is really beautiful looking, but um, so slow. Oh, I love space exploration, but um, yeah, it's, it's a very slow game. So I've got to be in the right mood for it. Is that, um, I'm that's building a up to the game walking, I want to talk about. Walking simulator, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's it's very much just get this, move it to there, press a button, uncover some story. Um, but I like the setting and the look, and so I'll I'll play it, but I won't play it a lot. Um, have either of you tried moving out? Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Joe? Yeah, that was the one that Ben and I played at the um, IGN event a little while ago. So oh, I played it probably. I played it more that night than I have since it came out, but I played it with my son. Um, yeah. yeah, it's 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 fun, um, but it's a bit frustrating. I found just okay. the kind of um, pace of it. But no, I, I I think it's a good like it'll be a fun game for us to play together. I think it's a yeah you know it's a it's a very much a couch co-op sort of game for me. Oh, very much so. I I think it has the potential to be my next Overcooked. Because yep. I, the first time I played it, I sat there and 100%ed the first level. Yep. So, like, you know, every unlockable gold status time, the works. Wow. Fantastic. It's an Australian game as well. So, yeah. um, definitely one to support. And then um, the game that I did not expect to have on Game Pass that I would have paid gladly for, that I've been waiting for for ages, that both of you were not that interested in when I first mentioned it, Streets Rage 4. Yeah. Oh, so good. <laughs> So good. Very um, happy for you, Jono. Oh, so excited. Um, I didn't expect it to be as good as it was. I thought it'd be, you know, just enjoyable and uh, a good walk down memory lane. But um, such a well-designed game and great timing in terms of release because I think in this this time of everything feeling, you know, out of whack thanks to the pandemic, um, having a game that's really straightforward and simple but um, has a bit of depth to it and a lot of fun and a lot of replayability, um, this game was perfect and the art style is just amazing. And also it sucked M into a game and it's not often I can get M will play a game with me occasionally, but it's not often that she'll jump straight in. We completed the entire um, story together uh, over the course of a couple of nights and I've since gone through and completed it with a couple of other characters. So yeah, a lot of hidden depth in that game and just beautiful, really lovely artwork, but yeah, very excited about that one. I think cool. I was, I think one thing I really like about it is that the stages aren't like these massive slogs or that they don't go on for too long. Like they're just the right length. And, um, yeah, they don't yeah, need they, to be. They, no, I, I, and the, I haven't played, I've played maybe about six, seven stages. Um, yeah. and the way that they introduce new characters. So you're coming up against, yeah. you know, not the same people all the time, just kind of skin different colors or whatnot. Like they actually, you have to tackle them differently. 
Um, yes. And, and, the, and the environmental kind of things that come into it with the holes and the flames and all that sort of thing later on. Um, I think it's the best kind of side-scroller beat-em-up since I was um, probably like Castle Crashers or something like that. Like, I think it's, yeah. it's really cool, really fun game. I, I was surprised, to be honest, at how good it was as well. Um, and it was just, I mean, the fact that it came on Game Pass was awesome. The fact that it's on PC oh, is awesome. So good. And I, I, have, I have a collection of friends who I haven't played a lot of games with lately. Um, and, you know, I, I've, I have friends at work as well who sort of are very selective about the titles they play. One in particular is very, very big into fighting games in the Street Fighter scene. He builds his own fight sticks. He's, that's his thing. Um, wow. And he knows everything about it, right? And, and so I mentioned Streets of Rage to him. Um, and basically he, he bought it sort of the next day because I, I showed him very, very brief. And my boss even downloaded it as well. And the beauty of this game is that that's cool. you can just download it. It's not very big. Um, and then you, people can just drop in and drop out quite easily. Um, and like you said, yeah. you know, the levels aren't the levels aren't particularly long, so you know you feel it's it's okay to sit there and somebody will watch you play those levels and you pass the controller to them. I've still yet mm. to play with with more than two players. But even the online, I think the online suffered a little bit at the beginning. I don't think they were expecting quite as many people to go on and, and play the online component of it, and there was problems with the host and lagging and stuff like that. And then a patch came out just randomly, and it's fixed all those problems. So I, I've, I've had friends who have said to me, Streets of Rage, question mark, in, in WhatsApp chat. So I'm like, yeah, cool. And we go and we do a level or two. And I've played the same level yeah, over nice. and over again. But it's, just, <laughs> it's a nice way to like you chat with them and then you know, it, there's, there's some depth and difficulty. But, but what I will say about it is that on the depth side of things, um, there's a lot going on in Streets of Rage that I'm not aware of. And my friend watches like a lot of videos on how to play like certain characters like a fighting game. And he's using oh, yeah. these terms I've never heard before, like combo cancelling and and like something checking. He's just like, like, like there are these guys, these Muay Thai guys, they've got bandages around their, their arms and their legs and they block a lot and I, I hate them. They're yep. an annoying, annoying character. And he's just Grab like, oh, from. well, all right. Well, he didn't say that to me. He <laughs> says, you've got to do this something, something, technical, something, something. And he's like, you just do that on them and then you'll be fine. And this guy's like played through it on, his name's Jason as well. This guy's played, played through on, on like hard. And he's just, yeah. he's, he's cleaning up and I watch him play and I'm like, you're, you're, you're on another level. I can't compete with, <laughs> with this level of, you know, um, but he plays it all the time with his brother and it's just going around, man. Everyone's just like streets rage. Yeah. Like let's get into it. So it's good. Uh, it can be really technical if you want it to be. I, I find when I'm in a groove and I'm not thinking about it, I can be that technical to the point where I'm planning how I'm going to take out the next guy using the guys around me. Um, I don't know if I'll ever get the achievement of passing a whole level without taking any damage, but uh, I can't see how I'm going to do that. Cause every time I think I'm getting close, some random guy punches me in the back of the head, but um, yeah, no, you, you know how we do really. that, John. We, we all play together and you just hide and we'll take everything on for you. Don't think <laughs> the thought hasn't crossed my mind. Um, <laughs> but um, have, have either of you unlocked one of the pixelated uh, rage one, two or three characters? Uh, so I've seen them, such but a I haven't. Cool yeah. feature, so cool. cool. Especially when you when you bring in your special. I won't tell you what happens. I want you to see it for yourselves. But there's a lot of hidden depth in there in terms of characters you unlock, and pretty much every character from all the previous games is in there, bar one who only appears in the background, um, which is Rude the Kangaroo. Yeah, I was. He's oh, that was the in one of the levels. I was very yeah. confused by he, that. You can't get him. As, yeah, you can't unlock him, unfortunately. I don't know if that will change in the future, but there's, yeah, he's not a playable character. DLC. Oh, I, I would, 
totally pay for it if they do it. It'd be fantastic. I'm can so I, impressed with this game. Can I just quickly go on a tangent? Speaking of DLC, yeah. did you see who the, the DLC character in Mortal Kombat is going to be? The out-of-universe Mortal Kombat character in the next no. update? Who was <laughs> it? It's going to be... It's going to be Robocop. <gasps> it looks oh, awesome. I, it looks oh, so I think good. I need it. Oh, yeah. I, I was, I was very happy. Yeah, I was All very it takes is one character. That. that might have been it. <laughs> is yeah. that Mortal Kombat? Is it 10 or 11? 11. 11. Okay. All yeah. right. I'm looking that up after this. You've, you've won me over with one character. It's fantastic. <laughs> um, which reminds me, when we get a chance, I bought Soul Calibur 6 and... I really want to see a game where Jason plays as Geralt from The Witcher and Joe, you play as, as 2B and we finally get to put it to rest as to whose game is better. Um, better start um, training. Exactly. I, you I'll, go, I'll, I'll, I'll go and hit up my, uh, my my fighting game friend. I'll get my own fight stick and stuff. This is important. So. Uh, I want to see one of those one of those games is really good and the other one isn't. So, yeah. <laughs> Maybe we record it and put it on YouTube as a um, you know fight to the death. I wouldn't go that far. I, I'm not, that, I'm not I, confident I think, in my abilities. No, it's no, the two of you. I, I think you're pretty even. <laughs> I think if Jace's um, Witcher skills transfer over to Soul Calibur, even like 5%, I'm in trouble because I've seen him play the Witcher on whatever that nightmare difficulty is. Oh, and yeah, I, and that was insane. It, and I'm just like, no, thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we're still going to do it. I think it's worth recording. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Cool. Totally. So let's um, let's wrap up the podcast with our, our last segment. I thought something a little different this time around, something a bit of fun. I gave you some homework. I'm going to put some context into this. I had an, an idea the other day by playing a game again with them. I bought her an old copy of um, Harry Potter Quidditch World Cup for the GameCube and then also got my hands on a copy of the Game Boy Advance version so we could link them up and, and play the two together. Um, that hasn't happened successfully, but we've been enjoying Harry Potter World Cup, uh, Quidditch World Cup. It's been a lot of fun. And it made me realize, wait a second, this is an EA game. Why haven't they branded this under EA Sports? You know, good old EA Sports. It's in the game. I was going to play that. I forgot to get the YouTube clip of it. Um, but yeah, it's a fantasy sport. So why not have a spin-off of, you know, EA fantasy sports? It's in the game, only in this game. And they could have wrapped in a whole heap of other things. Like, so you could have had Harry Potter Quidditch, could have brought back Road Rash. You know, there's a nice fantasy sports game. Um, Jason and I were talking about mutant league football and hockey. They've got a franchise ready to go. So that was my question for you guys. What is the franchise you think the big companies have missed that they might've already had ready to go that could have really easily been brought together or something that you wish they brought together? Do you know something, John, that Emma wishes actually happened? Like you're talking about, um, Quidditch, you know, someone tried to make a basically a Quidditch game that they, they were making for years, and only a couple of months back they got a cease and desist. Um, I think it was called oh. Broomstick League, I think it is something like that. Um, oh, so, that's basically, gonna, so you were going to have what you wanted, but anyway, sorry to the question. Um, do you want me to go first? I'll go first. Sure. Um, well, I the obvious one for me is again, like just the last few years, what EA have been doing with Star Wars. I would like to see more there, um, but I won't go with the obvious. For me, in terms of franchises that I think, and it's a movie franchise that I would love to have seen more games would be Jurassic Park. Just like give us some, you know, horror themed first person yep. shooter, give us some sort of survival game. 
I don't know if you guys played the old Jurassic Park. I think it was on Super Nintendo, the top-down yeah. one. Yeah, um, very hard. I, no, I, I, I played the superior one on the Mega Drive. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you have that. Um, but, like, I, I loved that game. Like, uh, it, was, it was scary. It was, you know, you couldn't really see anything that was going on around you because of the perspective. Um, it was very hard, like Jay said. I, I, would have, I would love to play, you know, something kind of, you know, like a first-person game where I'm on one of the islands, everything's nice, and then all of a sudden, I've just well, that, basically... That's a game now, right? Isn't there a game coming out called something Second Extinction? Is that oh, yeah. Jurassic Park? Yeah. yeah. It was, it was, it was, on it was the, in the Xbox. It was oh, the that Xbox was in the Xbox thing. Yes, you're right, yeah. yeah. But, that, but that's that, it. Like, so finally, <laughs> we're getting that. But I, I'm just surprised that the Jurassic Park license has been... Like, the, the, what was the recent one? Um, Evolution, the mm. park building uh, one? Yeah. I played that. It's not not what I wanted out of it. I'm just surprised that there hasn't been more of that kind of universe in video games. Uh, Dinosaurs were a big deal in gaming for a period of time. Like it was around the era yeah. of like Turok and Dino Crisis. Um, yeah. But I guess it just sort of phased out and zombies took over or something. Um, but yeah, no, uh, that, that, that sounds cool. And a Jurassic Park kart racer would be fantastic, you know? You have a tip. <laughs> T-Rex with a little cart and ah oh, and all you know, wait, wait. The, the, the T-Rex is in a cart or it's running yeah. I'm, I'm super confused man no it's in a cart no, I, I like wanted that. to see the T-Rex in the cart but you can yeah. have a running one too no, because you could have the T-Rex running and then you could be in a cart and then it hits the side of the like in Jurassic Park with its head uh, you could have there you go there's two racing games we've just come up with <laughs> all, all a in one, one awesome. and a less cutesy one <laughs> Jace, what was your, your idea? That was a good idea, um, Joe. I love it. I, I already thinking of plans. Well, first of all, I never did my homework, um, as in, in at all, ever. Not just this particular task <laughs> set out for me. Um, and I, I'm also I'm not, not, surprised, but- not particularly good at following, following the rules. So I made this up as you guys were talking. Um, I'm surprised I that um, somebody hasn't incorporated um, music more. And what I mean by that is music subscriptions like Spotify, Google Play, whatever, um, into games. So there was a game a very long time ago called Monster Rancher where you would load up CDs and it would breed monsters. And the whole sort of Pokemon genre is, is still huge and a lot of people are, are making video games that are around collecting monsters. And you're going to start seeing a lot of these games, especially Kickstarter games, um, uh, coming, coming over the next couple of years or so. But somehow incorporating people's music subscriptions and, and certain songs and stuff like that into um, either breeding monsters or introducing them into games or even into um, like strategy RPG type games like your Fire Emblems, it, like even the Gears of War XCOM area where it like unlocks stuff. Now, I would never play this game. Um, but, but, but like the fact that there are so many games out there, especially free games on mobiles and otherwise that are about unlocking characters and people grind for this sort of stuff. Um, combining that somehow with music, you know, you listen to this track X number of times or whatever. I'm surprised it's, it's more, it's scummy actually. It's a really horrible way to make money. Um, but I'm surprised something like that hasn't happened yet. Somebody's incorporated music somehow into, you know, into into a video game. Did, did you guys I, ever I just, play? Sorry, John, you go. I was going to say I just had visions of um, of someone who's listening to lots of pop versus uh, like you know really cutesy team pop versus someone who's listening to lots of death metal and they're two armies of monsters attacking each other. Absolutely, oh, yeah, yeah. epic. 
Epic. I was, I was going to say, I've got two things quickly. Did you guys ever play Vid Ribbon on the PlayStation? I did, yeah. No, I know of it. It was very cool. When you were talking about that, Jace, all I could think of was I would love Vid Ribbon to come back. Um, but, mate, they've got to do, and I've said this on the podcast, I think about 100 times, those, those Rayman Legends musical yeah. stages, yes, where's, where's that? When, when is that coming back? That is, that is genius, those stages. And I'm sure they weren't very easy to make, but... I would I would have loved to have just paid twenty bucks every couple of months for another stage. Like I would have paid that what? much. I played them that many times. Somebody somebody could pull that off. It's essentially like speedrunners or a speedrunner equivalent yeah. game that um, creates levels based on the beats of songs. Yeah. That's got to be a way of being able to pull that off. You know, you've got you've got your yeah. music wavelength things, and you know, yeah, just like that old vid ribbon game. Exactly right. Like yeah. it's, I used to play George Michael on vid ribbon. That's <laughs> that's so. Back in the day, I remember doing that. Man, that was a good game. So uh, essentially, you just created what was it? Um, uh, EA Music, the beats in the game. <laughs> uh, EA, don't steal any of these ideas. We've given you none of it. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I, I think that's a, a been a fun podcast. It, it's been nice catching up with you guys. I mean, yeah, we're going to play some games right now anyway. So, But uh, for everyone else out there, you'll get to hear from us again soon in the usual places like Pocket Cast, Stitcher, the Google Play Store, and of course, Apple Podcasts. And I, I don't know, I keep on hearing that iHeartRadio is really big. Maybe we'll get there one day, who knows. Um, <laughs> you can also find us on versusplayer.com and uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Once in the Blue Moon Twitter feeds. Um, thanks. I've been Jono. I'm still Joe. I'm, I'm Jace. You're always Jace? Most of the time. Bye. This is clear.